before she'd taken three steps. She couldn't so much as find her way back to the door. Through the roiling clouds of smoke-blackened fog, Mavrine could only just glimpse a scene of horror. Fire red and golden in the night. Fighting her way forward against the smoke, Mavrine dropped to her knees, remembering her training. The air was a little less choking near the ground. She could think. The station was on fire. She couldn't gear up because she couldn't tell where the fire suits were since she couldn't find the dispatch building. She knew she was mere steps away, but she had no hope of finding the right direction in the disorienting haze of fog and smoke. She couldn't help fight the fire. She had to find the collection point instead. That was a different alarm. The klaxon shut off suddenly. Pressing her face to the ground, Mavrine pulled her shirt up over her nose and mouth, waiting for the ringing in her ears to subside. There. The signal beacon from the gather place. No. There. Where? The fog distorted sound, muffled it. She couldn't tell which of the signals she heard was the right one, which one's mere echoes. Someone was here. Someone seized her by the arm, pulled her to her feet, urged her into a run. Stumbling, she fell, choking on the smothering fog. Her rescuer dragged her along. She helped as best she could, her eyes swollen, her tears burning now reddened lids and smoke-seared cornea. Then they were clear. They'd gained the fire-safe collection area, open to still foggy skies, but shielded by the vapor barrier airstream wall that deployed in the presence of smoke. Avreen lay gasping on the clammy ground, hoping for a rescue inhaler. None was offered. She could hear shouting, but it was confused. Screaming. Laughter. Laughter. Blinking to clear her eyes as best she could, Mavrine struggled to her knees, trying to make sense of what she was seeing. People in rescue suits, but she didn't recognize them. Not even the suits. Someone took her by the hair, bending over her from behind. She felt the cold burn of a knife against her throat, and it hurt. But why? The knife bit no deeper. Someone had come, putting out a hand to stop Mavrine's attacker from finishing the assault. Her rescuer pulled off his face mask and crouched down on his heels, looking up at whoever it was behind her. Said something, but not in any language Marine could recognize. She didn't recognize the man, either. Then he spoke to her reassuringly in standard, humor and what seemed to be kindness in his voice. You bear a child, he said. How could he know? Had he been monitoring communications? What? Who had been in the containers Chaber had just delivered? We release it from its shame. We send you into the embrace of the Holy Mother. He had an accent that Marine thought she recognized. Dolgoruki. There'd been traders at Haystacks from the Dolgoruki Combine recently. They'd been eager to make contacts, interested in everything about Haystacks Station. Launch field capacity population. How many children? They'd brought sweets and pastries. And suddenly Marine knew. Even as the man pushed her so hard that she fell over onto her back on the cold, hard ground, Night raiders. Devils from beyond the broader hoops. Hard, unforgiving hands wrenched her knees apart, held her down, tore through her worn clothing with sharp knives. She could smell raw wood, the resinous perfume of the straight-growing evergreens in Haystack's woods. The man spoke to her again, and his words were beyond horror. Out of respect, he said, your suffering is shortened. The child wins respite for its mother.
the knife cut deep between her legs. But the pain could not be compared to the pain that followed it. Unimaginable. Relentless. She screamed and screamed and screamed because she understood. The smell of wood. The sharpened stake. The forest of the dead. It was a story. Only a story. No grotesque savagery in the history of all the feuds ever sung in Nurel Weaves had ever approached this. But not too shortened, because there is a point to be made after all, the man said. She was surrounded by obscene laughter. Someone strapped a rescue inhaler to her face, finally, air, and stimulants. Your suffering is shortened, he'd said, but there is a point. They raised the sharpened pole with her on it and fixed it into the ground, all of her weight bearing down on that sharp point and tearing slowly.